Okay. I'm ready when you're ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm good. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's John, and welcome to Season 4 of the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. This season, we're doing something a little bit different. We're focusing on character work and all the fun you can have with it. We'll be interviewing some really funny, interesting, and bizarre people. Then we'll meet the actors who came up with them and where they got those ideas from. Now, on with season four. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Whole World Improv Theater, the podcast. I'm John Mihalik, and joining me again, my favorite co-host, it's Chip Powell. Hey John. Looking forward to doing something a little bit different this year. We are. We're going to be kicking off season four with our characters. And joining us today, I'm very excited, we have Tabitha Grayweather. Hello. And we have Misty Mudflaps. Hi, everybody. And these are two very interesting people. Can't wait to get to know them. We do a lot of work here at Whole World, and the joy of being an MC and a director is being able to write for characters such as Misty Mudflap. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Oh, all right. Uh, so my name is Misty Mudflap Snyder. I'm divorced. Um, Snyder was my ex-husband. So yeah, We I, know him. Y- yeah. Brian Snyder. Brian Snyder. Yeah, you, you know all about him, don't you? Yeah. Turned yeah. out to be gay. I turned him gay. That's what he claims. I turned him gay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I live in Blue Ridge and I actually, I, I manage the QT there. And, uh, yeah, I, there's a lot that happens at the Blue Ridge QT. Can you tell us? I really want to know how long do those hot dogs sit on that rolly thing? Like, is it a rotation or do you just like leave them overnight? Great question. I've always wanted to know this. The hot dogs can stay there 17 months. 17 months, they are infused with enough liquid that they won't dry out for 17 months. Now, your taquitos, you did not ask about taquitos, but the taquito shelf life is only 74 hours. Okay, gotcha, because it gets soggy. Well, No, it's got chicken in it, so we don't want anybody to die. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tabitha Grayweather, what a great name. Oh, thank um, you. Tell thank us you a little so bit of, about yourself and where you're from. Mm, I am from New York City. Not originally, but that's where I am now. And I am a off, 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 off Broadway actress. I do a lot of one woman shows. Really? One woman shows? Yeah. I actually was in a one woman show about Quick Trip. I rolled myself up in a brown blanket and pretended to be a taquito. What flavor taquito? This is very important. What flavor taquito were you? I was a beef and bean taquito. That is a highly requested flavor. I just I thought you had beef and bean written all over you because oh, if you, you had said spicy buffalo chicken, we were going to be done. Yeah, no. So, beef and bean. Tabitha, during the pandemic, I mean, you know, the theaters shut down. Like, what was your life like? It didn't change much, actually, uh, with the theaters being shut down. That wasn't a problem for me. Most of my shows I do uh, outside or on the subway or in the middle of a busy road. I do all my one-woman shows in my RV I live in behind the QT. Amazing. So you live in the RV behind the QT? I do. 
It's my tiny house. It's your tiny house. Does the uh, QT corporate office allow the employees to live on premises? Well, I don't like to brag, and you may not know this about me, but I was recently named the face of QT. I will be on all the posters showing the employees in the stores starting in November. So, um, Mudflaps, family name? I was given that by my great-grandfather, Dirtbag. So, obviously, yes, that is a um, family name. Um, so, is that Mudflap the second or Mudflap the third? I'm a junior. You're a junior? I'm a junior, yeah. My mom was the original Mudflaps, but we ain't seen her in about 47 years. Wow. And do you have a silhouette of your body on the back of any truck that we should know about? I do. I do, but it's only on select Amazon delivery vehicles. Wow. I like that you're picky. Yeah, picky, yeah. So, uh, Tabitha. Yes. um, Being in New York, being on off, 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 off Broadway. um, You forgot an off. Yeah, that was one off. I'm sorry. I wrote it down incorrectly. Um, Everybody's a little bit off. Well, yeah. I want to know. So what famous people have you rubbed elbows with in New York? Oh, wow. Oh, tons, tons of them. Most of them ask me to, uh, to step back. Because I get a little too close, because I get a little too excited. Um, probably the most famous person I've rubbed elbows with is Polly Shore. Polly wow. Shore, yeah. Polly Shore has a love of theater. No, he just was walking down the street one day, and I stopped him and I said, "Are you Polly Shore?" And he said, "I am." And then we made out for about five hours in the back of a dumpster. I've made out with Polly Shore before. Who hasn't? Well, I did too. I haven't. No. You got to go to New York. I I have to go to New York. My favorite run-in was at a suite that I was staying at. The suite next to me had Henry Winkler in it. And the the front desk informed us that we were not to go A in the elevator if we got in the elevator with him because he hates that. A, the Fonz. So, yeah. I've met a famous person before, too. At the QT? At the QT. Her name is Beverly Jackson. She has won over $7,500 in blackjack at the casino up in Murphy. But what makes that amazing is she's blind. Wow. Wow. You know, I was once in a one-woman show called I Can't See. Oh, my God, I Can't See. And I basically walked around New York pretending to be blind. No one knew it was a show. They just thought I was a blind woman. But little did they know they had a free ticket. Did you use a cane or? Yes, I actually used a very long cane. The cane was over seven feet. So it kept hitting everyone's ankles and they got very mad at me. Wow. And when the village voice got wind of uh, the show, they they said it was an atrocity and that I should be fined for injuring people's ankles. Wow. Tough critics. Yeah. What do you do when there are people in the media like that that clearly don't appreciate your art? Mm. You just have to ignore them, really. You know, they always say, like, don't Google yourself. You know, I did once and I didn't find anything. But, you know, if I was a celebrity and Googled myself, I'm sure I'd have a lot of bad reviews. But you just have to ignore it. A Misty knows. Oh, my mugshots come up when I Google myself. Yeah, we actually researched you before the show. So how does one get arrested for indecent public exposure? 
That's a great question. And, I, you know, I was innocent of that. Here's what happened. I needed something real quick from the Walmart. I got up with a start about 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and I forgot to put my brassiere on with my wife beater I was wearing to sleep in. So I was a little bit, you know, maybe exposed. You know those wife beaters? I mean, you're a wife beater guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wear those. I could see that. Yeah. So, you know, they're a little bit thin. They're a little bit tight. You ever worn a wife beater? Yes. One time I was in a one-woman show. Called wife beaters? Called wife beaters. And I wore a wife beater shirt. Only that. Winnie Pooh in it. You know, no bottoms. And I went to a Central Park and I uh, just walked around. It was actually after a three-day bender. It wasn't even a show. Well, mine was sort of after a bender. I had drank a whole bottle of Robitussin the night before going to bed. So I got up because I needed some some uh, of those Takis. Have y'all had those super spicy Takis? They come in a purple bag. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. So uh, I go to Walmart and my wife beat her. My boobs were almost dragging the ground and you could see through. And I, I just, I spent the night in jail. Did you meet anybody? I met the love of my life. I'm so glad you asked. So that's how you met Brian. That is how I met Brian. He looked at me in the drunk tank and he said, you're just my type. Strangely, I kind of doubt that, but yeah, well. What about you, Tabitha? Mm -hmm. Do you have someone special in your life? Oh, well, there was that love affair with Polly. Um, And since then, no, no. uh, I have many lovers and, and no lovers at the same time. That's just mm-hmm. kind of how New York is. Yeah, just in the moment. In the moment. What about you? You got any lovers? I have a husband. You got a husband? Yeah. What's his name? His name's Bob. Oh, what, that's a good name. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, almost 25 years. Almost 25? That's a long-ass wow. time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. It sure is. But, you know, I appreciate you asking. Were you like a child husband or something you look very young i appreciate you no i was 30 when we met oh wow i was already wow. uh, an established man as opposed to an unestablished exactly. man exactly which would probably be me yes you're very unestablished <laughs> I'm very unestablished and you sang a song last night uh in warm-up that was very reminiscent of real life <laughs> Could you sing it for us now? I love music. I love music. I, I bet Tabitha would hum a little ditty for oh, you to yes, sing on top absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> It was all about uh, being in marriage yeah, and yeah, it was, um, uh, how you were relieved when it was over. <laughs> Let me tell you something that I didn't know, that my wife was gonna go. And there she was after she thought I had some capers. She served me with divorce papers. She wondered why I was so happy. And I said this marriage is really crappy Before she got a however or a but I said if I was with you I'd rather have a thousand paper cuts Oh my god you remembered it That was that. good That, that was, was good. very good Tabitha I really yes, want to know Like, So 
that was amazing. Like, do you do musical theater as well? I mean, are there musicals oh, involved? Oh, yes, absolutely. My one-woman show sometimes will span hours, hours, days, and they'll have many, many sections. They'll have poetry sections. Mm-hmm. They'll have interpretive dance. But singing is definitely the majority. I love poetry. Would you mind giving us a poem? Yeah, I do improvised poems. So if you just give me a topic, I can make a poem out of it. Garbage pale kids. Garbage. It's stinky, inky, ooh. Garbage. Stinky, pinky, poo. Garbage. Put it in the can. Take it to the land. Fill. Is that I, it? I, that was that amazing. Was Thank, Thank you. you. Snap Thank for that. you for that. I brought tears to my eyes. You know, Misty, what do you do for culture and entertainment up in Blue Ridge? What a great question. I whittle. Really? You whittle? How large are these whittlings? Will they fit in your hand or are they something you can put in your home? I have whittled a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. Wow. Wow. It is 2.5 miles from the QT in Blue Ridge. And I whittled it with one of those plastic knives from KFC. Really? A KFC knife is better than a QT knife? Yes. Not much things are better than something from QT, but those KFC knives. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to cut through the fried chicken. chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. crispy skin. How many animals did you put on your ark? Well, you know, I thought if two of everything was good, I thought six of everything would be better. So I've got six cows, six chickens, six dogs, six pigs, six cats, and six life-size replicas of my ex-husband, Brian Snyder. Well, and when you put six on there, don't you alleviate room for the elephants? And what would they do? You know, I would have loved to have put some elephants on there. However, as good as those KFC knives are, it was dull by the time I finished the life-size arc and all those other animals. So I just had to stop there. Oh, good to know. So Tabitha. Yes. Um, triumphs. You know, we've talked a lot about your show. What was your triumph in performing? Mm, mm. I got an award one time. I was invited to an award show. It was uh, put on by the homeless people of New York City. And I was given best homeless theater artist of the year. I wasn't actually homeless. They just assumed I was homeless because of mm. all the various street performances I did. And what was your acceptance speech? Oh, I'd like to thank everyone here today, all of my friends, all of my comrades. Oh my God, that trash can's on fire. Can someone put that out? I got distracted by a trash can that was on fire. So my my speech ended abruptly. Well, there was so much passion in that speech, Jeff. Oh, thank you. I was moved. It's because I'm an actress. Major funding for Whole World Improv Theater and this episode is provided by the City of Atlanta's Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. The Office of Cultural Affairs does a lot of really good things for the arts inside this city. And although they'll never admit it, secretly, we know that Whole World is their favorite. You know, Misty, 
you know, economically, we've had a pretty hard time of it. You know, there's been a lot of inflation, rising gas prices, and now lowering gas prices. How does QT handle the fluctuation in prices? And on a larger, more macroeconomic scale, what is the future of the fuel industry? I just got to tell you, that question is above my pay grade. But sometimes I decide to handle the fuel prices myself because uh, my first general manager I had, Inez, she showed me how to reset the fuel prices. So sometimes just for shits and giggles, I'll make the fuel like 75 cents a gallon. Nobody knows when it's going to happen. They put their debit card in and they think, oh, I guess I wasn't on E because it only took me $5 to fill up. But that's what I like to do. So does your changing of fuel prices, is that directly correlated to your silhouette on Amazon vans? Maybe. I've never really thought about it, but you know, I always get the little tingle in my fingers to adjust those prices when I see an Amazon van come through the parking lot that has my silhouette with my mullet flapping in the breeze as part of the silhouette drive through the lot. You have a great mullet, by the way. I Thank you. I've had it for uh, 17 years now. Oh, wow. You can touch it if you want to. Oh, okay. Wow, soft. Yeah, it's Crisco. You know, Tabitha. Yes. Having heard Misty's story, Mm. can you tell us what kind of show would you do that could convey the life and times of Misty Mudflaps 9? Oh, I would definitely want to go more on a metaphorical route for her life. That would be like the art way to do it. I would probably just fill up a giant pool of mud and um, get in it and flap around. Oh, the mud flap. Mm, like, wow, that performance. Mud flap, yeah. like performance mm, art. Yeah, performance and art. And then as I was in the pool of mud, I would be eating all of the hot dogs and all of the taquitos. And then at the finale, it would be me washing the mud off of my body, naked body, obviously, but wearing a wife beater with the boobs to the ground, uh, washing myself off with gasoline. You know, I like that, but you're missing one important part, and I really want to know how you'd work this part in. Everything you said was just spot on, except for my ex-husband, love of my life, Brian Snyder. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, maybe he could be the one holding the gas mm. and rinsing you off. You know, I could play the part of Brian Snyder. Oh, wow. Yes. This I could... so totally would do it. So, interestingly, like, am I passing this audition? I, yes. It I sounds just I like think, him. I think we could make this work. I'm down. I'm down. I love mud. I love hot dogs. I love taquito. You know, for those of us listening at home, you can cut the sexual tension in this room with a knife right now. I just have to tell you, there are some really intense looks happening here. It's pretty hot. That's right. I'm looking at you. Looking at you, John. Looking for my next ex-husband, John. I don't have an Amazon van to put your silhouette on. Do you have a van? No, I don't. Do you have an SUV? I suppose it is an SUV. We can make it work. Oh, well. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Love connections. Who knew? I have a question for both of you, actually. Great. What is Tinder like in New York City, and what's Tinder like in Blue Ridge? Mm. You know, I accidentally downloaded a different Tinder. I downloaded Tinder with an E, and it's actually an app to help you find a butchered meat in New York. So... I thought that was the tender you were referring to. So I've really only been able to find good cuts of meat. I haven't actually been able to find... What was the best cut of meat that you got? And what was the price? Oh, it was um, some Wagyu. That's fancy. And it's about $100. I love Ragu. 
It makes the no, best wagyu. spaghetti. Wagyu. Ragu. Yeah, wagyu. It's good. So- ragu. Wagyu. Yeah, what one's a sauce and one's an actual meat. Can you get ragu in the grocery section, that one row of groceries in QT? Mm. You can. It's like the sample size, like you get at Holiday Inn Expresses when you order room service. And it's seven ninety five. in case anybody wonders. Wow, that's, wow, that's so expensive. And the question, what's tender like in Blue Ridge? We don't have tender in Blue Ridge. What we do have is called Mountain Men Only. Really? How's that work? Well, you uh, you have to have a flip phone for it to work because there's no pictures. There's just uh, they, you know, they they send you messages back and forth. And I've been on a few dates from sending these messages back and forth. And you know, the last one I went on, he uh, he lived in a cave. He had a bearskin rug. He, I, When I went to the cave to meet him for the first time, he was naked. But he had the bearskin rug sort of covering him just a little. You ever seen any man like that? You know, I have. And speaking of mountain men, I actually dated a goat once. Goats make good They're partners. They're great lovers. Yeah. They're yeah. great lovers. Wow. Is that the greatest of all time goat? Is that the type of goat you're talking about? No, an actual goat. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like something that would be in Blue Ridge. Well, you would love for mountain men only. I promise. Oh, you would. well, I'll get on that then. Well, I really want Tabitha. I'm really dying to know because a lot of shows that were, you know, movies are coming to Broadway, mm. and you know, like we saw Kinky Boots. It was a movie. It became a mm. Broadway smash mm. hit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mean Girls, um, all these things that are coming. Like, what's your next inspiration to perform? You know, I don't get out much. I don't have any streaming services, so I don't watch many movies. Um, I think the last movie I watched was uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. That was the last movie I saw. I ate those for breakfast this morning. They were real good. Are you going to do a one-woman fried green tomatoes? Well, yes, but only in my style. So what I would do probably for a fried green tomatoes is I would get a bunch of tomatoes and I would lay them out like a bed and I would squish my body on top of them while yelling, fry me up, daddy, fry me up. Oh my God. Is that going to be on like Broadway and 54th? Like, where are you doing this? Um, I'm thinking at a truck stop might be a good oh. place for hey, this. Hey, the QT would be a great location oh, for yeah, this. Yeah, we could definitely do an event we, yeah. at the QT yeah. in Blue Ridge. I think you it guys would go. Up. There'd be a lot of Perfect. daddies that would want to fry you oh, up. Of oh, of course. Wow, wow. We could really rally around this and promote it for you. Oh my God, that would, would be, be a, amazing. Uh, you know, I've, I do all my self-promotion. Yeah. So this would be great. We could even launch a fried green taquito. Oh, wow. 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 History is being made. History is being made right here. And I'd like to thank both of you for uh, taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I've had so much fun. I feel like a a famous person. Been great being here. Tabitha, I'm really glad I got to meet you. I feel like we've become amazing friends. BFFs. (laughs) Okay. And stay with us. We'll be back right after this. If you are looking to enhance your awesomeness and meet sexy, new people, you need to take a class at Whole World. We offer a 10-week class for adults at all levels. Whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced improviser, you'll learn the Whole World approach to improv and have a blast doing it. I know I did. 
for students who progress through the advanced class, the entire program culminates with a big, big show. On the legendary whole world stage, all the actors at our award-winning theater have gone through our class program. And now it's time for you to take the stage. That's right, you. You know you want to. Get that neuroplasticity going and gain confidence at the same time. Go to the classes page at wholeworldtheater.com to register. And remember, that's theater spelled with an R-E because we're fancy. We're back in Chip. I feel like I've learned so much. I feel like I've learned nothing. <laughs> so we are here with Misty Mudflaps, who is portrayed by main cast performer Tanya Wagner. Tanya, tell us, how did you come up with this character, Misty Mudflaps? There was a great mullet wig backstage. <laughs> And I thought about... Many um, times people have put on a wig and made a character. You got, well, you know, I grew up in small town Alabama where mullets were still a fashion statement and they probably still are to this day, but they were truly a fashion mm-hmm. statement at every gas station you went into in Alabama. Um, there was always a woman behind the counter with a mullet. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hmm, what if I worked at a gas station? And then I thought, um, what if I worked at a QT? Because everybody is really, I don't know, maybe I spend too much time thinking about gas stations, but everybody's so like polished and put together who works there in their mm-hmm. little red shirt. I totally agree. No, I take so many road trips. I will go to a QT. QT. It's for me, it's QT, Loves, Pilot, Flying J. What about Bucky's? Well, they're few and far between and it's it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> and wait till Wawa. There's a chain called Wawa up in Maryland. Wait till uh-huh. they get down here because they have actually good food and stuff. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Well, and mullets are, you know, re- resurging. Yeah, they're trending It's again. trending now. Well, they're trending for men. This is a female mullet that I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because I can remember when I was in like probably mm-hmm. fourth or fifth grade, a big hairstyle. Do you remember for- the seven cut? What was the seven cut? No. Seven lines. Oh, the lines. Okay, mm. same time mm-hmm. when the girls all got a perm in the back. Ooh, you know what I'm talking about? They oh, had the curly yes. hair, but it was short on the side. Bangs. God. <laughs> straight bangs and curly. Yeah. Oh, a Tony Home perm. I can still smell it. <laughs> yes. You know, speaking of Tony Home perms, uh, my aunt is a cosmetologist. Her license should be revoked. Um, anyway, um, when I was younger, when I was going into my freshman year of high school, uh, my mom said, because my mom has always been like, your hair has no body. You need like a body wave. So I'm going into my freshman year of high school. This is very important to remember. My aunt is in from Texas. My mom tells her to give me a perm. She rolls my hair on yellow and red permanent rods. Do you know what size oh, those are? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're about the thickness of two toothpicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she took my hair down, and I had a perfect white woman afro. I mean, my hair was huge. The curl was so tight. This is like the <laughs> night before. <laughs> Can you please give us a picture that we can post with this when we want? No, because I wouldn't go to school. I missed my first day of freshman year because I made my father take me somewhere to have them try and straighten my hair. We've got to have a picture of something like this. I mean, come on. Parents, no, you, you, I cried. It was awful. It was so traumatic because my aunt was like, "Oh, it's so cute. You can put some little hair combs in it." I looked like I was like a hundred years old. My hair 
<laughs> so it isn't so much that she should have her license revoked. It's trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It was she a trauma. trauma. Yeah, we need to call Dr. Phil. So in creating misty mud flaps, I mean, you've usually got some sort of beer in your hand, a cigarette, uh, all these things. Like, So the creation of misty mud flaps, like what are the details? I want to have her work at somewhere, just like we were talking about, that is very like polished. Their employees are put together. Mm-hmm. And I want her to be the antithesis of this. Mm-hmm. I want her to have on like her camo jacket, her beer, her cigarette. Is she the one that used to work at Starbucks? No, that's Ernestine. Oh. Ernestine, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to Ernestine later in the season. <laughs> that's Ernestine. She's Ernestine's mean. coming. Just wait. She needs a man. <laughs> so in the details, how do you know so much about QT that you know that there's taquitos and hot dogs and... I think that's just the high points. I think anybody who goes to QT knows. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have Wells Fargo ATMs. I mean, mm-hmm. John, I'm a QT snob too. If I'm on a road trip, I'm stopping at QT. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the gas prices are better. <laughs> they actually kind of tend to be. Mm-hmm. And they have enough pumps. They have so many pumps that mm-hmm. uh, you rarely have to wait at a QT. And mm-hmm. their Diet Coke mix in the fountain in a styrofoam cup. Can I just tell you that I use the plastic cup and I fill it up with the Diet Coke, but the QT off Briarcliff fucked with me (laughs) and they put vanilla Coke on the Diet Coke tab the last time I was there and I filled up and I was so excited to have a Diet Coke that when I got in the car, I took the first sip and it was vanilla and I was pissed. Messing with Coke, that's like a war crime. Vanilla is the worst. Have you tried that orange vanilla Coke? It's Ooh, that sounds like medicine. It is gross. I can't understand. You know You know what tastes like Coke? Coke. You know what I like to drink? Coke. Uh, Coke, yeah. So, Paige. Yes. The creation of Tabitha Grayweather. Where does your inspiration come from? Uh, my college theater professor. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. We need to hear more about <laughs> yes. the college theater professor. She was just a very um, serious stereotypical college theater professor and I remember this one day we had class and she wanted us to pretend to be theater executive or I can't remember but she put on this one woman show she didn't have any lines she just she just walked in there was like a picture on this projector she had an umbrella she opened it she sat down and then she left the room and we were supposed to like observe it take note it was just very weird yeah. And so that's kind of where, I mean, I liked her. I appreciated her as a theater teacher and stuff like that, but she just was very serious about it. And and it's also sort of based off this other woman who came to our school because when we did plays, they had certain people come to judge you because if you got an award, you could go to the Irene Ryan, is that her name? The girl, the woman who played Granny on Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that is Irene Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the Irene Ryan Awards. And so they would have judges come and then you could be nominated for those. And so they had a judge there and she was this kind of like crazy theater woman. And she like had this pixie cut and she was like, she started um, telling us, she was telling us about the show. She's like, oh, it was really good. She's like, excuse my hair. I I had to cut it last night in the hotel room. I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I was like, what is happening? You were like, it's kind of based (laughs) off of these like kind of pretentious kind of wackadoo um, theater teachers and people. My favorite thing about Tabitha is that she just does shows anywhere at any time. Yes. And there is no 
theater actually involved. Exactly. She's, I think she thinks in her mind she's living the dream in mm-hmm. New York or, yeah. you know, trying to convince people she's living the dream. What's her apartment like in New York? Could you describe it? Because I picture her being a hoarder. Yes, it's like I could see it kind of like one of those like you think like an old woman lives there. (laughs) There's like, you know, antique furniture, but she found it on the street. A very small apartment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can smell it. Or from maybe here. she's like got a rent controlled apartment <laughs> like that cat. she inherited from her aunt or something. Six bedroom yeah. rent controlled apartment. <laughs> well, I have to say that I think that now that we've revealed Tabitha, I'm going to be able to write for her more in the shows because uh, I would like a one woman Tabitha oh performance on stage. Great. Because we didn't even meet uh, Misty Graves no. uh, tonight. We saw her last night. You did. But I love some Misty Graves, so we'll have to have you back on with your sure. Misty Graves character. Read your fortune. Please. I would love that. And we already brought up, Tanya, your uh, Starbucks character. You have a couple other ones, too. Uh, just a couple. Well, Tanya and I started this game backstage where if we were feeling our characters were stale, we wanted new ones, we would just tell each other. This is who you are. Yeah. We'd be like, your name is... Carol, you sell wrapping paper door to door, and your um, your your children are your cats, like that. Yeah, you yeah. have three things, and then we have to go do it. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I came up during the pandemic with Beverly Baxter, who writes um, geriatric erotica. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, yeah. you did. I love her. Well, everybody, you've just heard a future episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you could read some of your erotica. (laughs) Wow, please. All right, well, thanks both for being here. And uh, Chip, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next week. Scene. Well, as you heard, we had a lot of fun in this episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Chip is the executive producer of the podcast. I do all the post-production and editing, and I work with Kate Arlo on writing the little bits that we have at the beginning and the ending of the episode. You'll hear Kate again next week. We love Bethany Rowe, our social media maven. And once again, I want to tell you that we're a nonprofit. And this podcast was supported in part by the Georgia Council for the Arts through the appropriations of the Georgia General Assembly. Georgia Council for the Arts also received support from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts, which means we're on DC's radar. And I'm coming for you, Congress. My dream of being the next John Stewart is this much closer. And remember, everything that you give us is tax deductible. I mean, think of it. If you're a Republican, you're leaving less tax dollars for liberals. And if you're a Democrat, you're leaving less money for those conservatives. Everybody wins. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm John Mihalik, and on behalf of Chip Powell, thanks for tuning in.
Garbage. It's stinky, inky, ooh. Garbage. Stinky, pinky, poo. Garbage. Put it in the can. Take it to the land. Fill. Awesome.